welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is my two guys, Court Winsett. Good to be here, Katie. And Cameron Spann. Feeling mighty patriotic today, Katie. <gasps> Are you? Do you have your stars and stripes on? Uh, if I said yes, <laughs> would our listeners believe? <laughs> they would believe. This episode is coming to you immediately before the big 4th of July weekend, and so we decided we would do a sort of a frothy little 4th of July episode for you and uh, get you prepared for Independence Day and... Freedom! Yes! Freedom! (laughs) (laughs) Of course, what goes along with 4th of July and 4th of July episodes, uh, it would be... Hot dogs? Hot, well, hot dog. I can't eat hot dogs, but yeah, hot dogs certainly. I'll eat your hot dogs. Um, actually, you know, the other day, if the first time I, I actually had somebody grill a hot dog, for, a, a turkey dog for me on the grill, and that made all the difference in the world. Turkey dogs have absolutely no flavor if you just cook one however you might cook it on the grill. It was it was actually pretty good. So, what goes with Fourth of July? Patriotism, and of course, um, we we want to be patriotic. So, our list this week is going to be patriotic as well, and that list will be the top. We're actually borrowing this from Entertainment Weekly magazine, ah. and it is the top twenty-five. Count them: twenty-five top. 25 most patriotic movies of all time. Okay, so number 25 is The Right Stuff. Number 24, Gettysburg. Mm, Number 23, Yankee Doodle Dandy. Number 22, and this one's kind of a stretch for me, but G.I. Jane. Okay. (laughs) Number 21, Superman 2. Yes, specifically two, two. because uh, you remember the scene where he carries the American flag over to the White House at the end of the movie? Oh, yeah, that's a really cool scene. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Okay, number 20, Sea Biscuit. Number 19, Stripes. Stripes. Love that movie. I think I'm going to go home and watch me some Stripes for 4th of <laughs> July. Number 18, Lone Survivor. Yes. That. Ah, 17, Private Benjamin, Goldie Hawn. Number 16. I wonder if uh, David has never mentioned whether he likes this movie or not, but I assume he does since it's about one of his favorite people. Lincoln. I thought Daniel Day-Lewis did amazing. Oh, it was an he amazing does. Movie. I mean, I loved the movie. It was fantastic. Number 15, Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes. Uh, 14 is 1776. Number 13, Independence Day. The OG. The Independence. (laughs) ID4, baby. Number 12, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, which I saw in high school in my civics class. Great movie. It's a great movie. Jimmy Stewart. Yep. Uh, Number 11, The American President. Another Ah, great one. Interestingly, The American President and this next one, um, Air Force One. We debated those movies. That's true. (laughs) Number 9, Rocky IV. Oh, yeah. Number eight, Top Gun. And I imagine Top now, Gun Maverick would yeah. be also on this list, yeah. although I still haven't seen it. Yeah, neither have I. Neither have I. But it does look good, and I've heard nothing Full but great reviews. Full cast outing to go see Maverick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you like don't if... seem excited. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just... I'll I'm, get the popcorn. When are we going to get away from the office long enough to see a two-hour movie? I don't know. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Okay, number seven, Hidden Figures. Well, that's a good one. Number six, Team America, World Police. Oh, man. <laughs> Can't complete that phrase. Top five, ladies and gentlemen. Top five. Number five, Patton. Number four, Miracle. Number three, Glory. Number two, Apollo 13. And number one most patriotic movie of all time, according to Entertainment Weekly, is Saving Private Ryan. 
Good gracious, I love that movie. So many other movies that should be on this list. So obviously, if you're listening to this, then jot those down and send us a tweet or a message and let us know. We can maybe mention it on the next episode. Indeed. Fourth of July. Okay, so fun fact, the Continental Congress got together on July the 2nd and voted that we were going to become an independent nation. July the 4th was when everybody signed the Declaration of Independence, declaring officially and formally our independence from the the United Kingdom, the Great Great Britain. Britain. Great Britain. In Congress, July the 4th, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, (laughs) that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, of course, that is the opening to the Declaration of Independence written by Thomas Jefferson. I mean, why didn't we have National Treasure on here? It's all about trying to, you know, take care of the Declaration Declaration of Independence. I mean, obviously that's not going to be the greatest, but that's a great one, and I think it teaches kids about Declaration of Independence. Sorry, Mm. Court. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. So a beautiful intro to the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's obviously, I think most people, a lot of times they quote parts of the Declaration of Independence and uh, they think that they're quoting like the Constitution. There's a lot of stuff that's in the Declaration of Independence that, that speaks to human rights and mm-hmm. and men, all men being created equal. Uh, that's not, that they, they don't cover that in the Constitution. This is a far more poetic document than the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States is really just nuts and bolts of how the government is supposed to work. Um, but, but Thomas really took a pin to this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those, if y'all ever thought this, that obviously we learn about history, but when someone is trying to become an American citizen, I feel like they learn so much more about our government, our history than we really do. Mm-hmm. And that's very sad that maybe it's something, you know, 4th of July is always about fireworks and cookouts and, you know, different neighborhood celebrations and really honoring, you know, military and all of that. But maybe it needs to be that we challenge ourselves to learn a little bit more about our history. Go and read the Declaration of Independence. Go and read the Constitution. Figure out actually how many branches of government we have. Like, answer some of these questions that these people who are trying to become citizens have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that that sort of mentality. I mean, I'm I'm obviously a big fan of American history and very interested in in it and in how our government works. Yeah. And I don't think it hurts you to know that kind of stuff. I kind of like that we're doing history because y'all remember many moons ago that we'd have episodes and like I would do the history part of it. Katie's history lesson. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of like gone away. But. Oh, you know, one of the one of my favorite things, Katie and I took a trip to Philadelphia back in, gosh, that was back in February. Yeah. Uh, and we got to go. We got to go see Independence Hall. That was really, really cool. Just to see the place where where the founding fathers gathered together to talk about the Declaration of Independence, and then they got back together about the Constitution. Yeah, I mean, there's so much history that people talk about traveling abroad and going all these places, but 
go to Philadelphia, go to Boston, oh yeah, um, go to DC. There's so much history yeah, that it's it, really cool to just kind of figure out where we all came from. And it really is. It's very, very interesting. Okay. Well, I found a list and we're not going to go through all of it, but some kind of 4th of July facts. And Court, you kind of said a couple of them already with the, the spoiler of, huh, it wasn't July 4th, it was July 2nd. I thought this one was kind of interesting. Americans typically eat 150 million hot dogs on Independence Day, enough to stretch from D.C. to L.A. more than five times. That comes from the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so three presidents have died on July 4th. Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, and James Monroe. And Thomas Jefferson and John Adams died on the same July 4th. That's crazy. Annoyed that Independence Day wasn't celebrated on July 2nd, Adams reportedly turned down invitations to July 4th celebrations throughout his life. What a sour curmudgeon. (laughs) He wanted it to be the second. And I get that. He insisted that it should be the second. And I'm I'm like, you know, I actually... So here's a a point that I would make to John Adams and to everybody else. So the American Revolution started actually officially, according to historical records, before July 4th. Mm -hmm. Uh, It started on April 1775 with the exchange of gunfire. The revolution, the war for our independence, ended well after July 4th, 1776, on September 3rd of 1783 with the signing of the Treaty of Paris. So while July 4th is celebrated as Independence Day, that independence wasn't actually guaranteed until 1783 when we actually won the war. John Adams is being persnickety about about July 2nd versus July 4th. When did they vote versus when was the document actually ratified or whatever. But, uh, you know, if we're going to be nitpicky, then what about uh, about 1783 when we actually won the war? That seems like an Independence Day to me. People like to debate. That's what it is. (laughs) Uh, well, so Zachary Taylor wanted to be like the other three presidents that had died on July 4th, I guess, because he died in 1850 after eating spoiled fruit at a July 4th celebration. What a terrible way to go. That's bad. Spoiled fruit? Come on. The famed Macy's Fireworks Show in New York City uses more than 75,000 fireworks shells and costs about six million buckaroos. Oof. Golly. Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest is held annually on July the 4th. In 2018, champion Joey Chestnut ate 74 hot dogs with buns in just 10 minutes. Oh, that's crazy. And have you seen them? Have you seen this contest? It's so it's gross. gross. They, Where they dip, dip it in the water. Buns. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, so Independence Day became a federal holiday in 1870. As of 2016, July 4 was the number one holiday for beer sales in the U.S. according to the National Beer Wholesalers Association. I believe that. Me too. We talked about our last episode about marketing and really trying to get to you, but you think about it, you're going to end up buying the beer that's got an American flag on it versus just a basic beer. Oh, and, of course. I mean, beers have really gotten very smart. I know uh, Daniel was telling me that there is a bush light beer that is green and it's all, it supports the farmer. So of course you're going to buy it. You're supporting the farmer. So I feel like this July 4th, buy the beer that supports patriotism. <laughs> So this this next fact is interesting to me because um, it says, in 1778, so this would have been during the war, George Washington gave his soldiers a double ration of rum to celebrate the July the 4th holiday. Ah. It's I, The reason I find that interesting is because some, some researching that I did said that Philadelphia, they actually celebrated the July the 4th holiday in Philadelphia the year after, so in 1777. So it was a thing early on, but it didn't become a regularly celebrated holiday according to to the sources that I was reading until after the War of 1812 was over. 
So these these early uh, acknowledgments of July the 4th were, were sort of not the standard, not the norm. You know, if Court and I had been in Philadelphia during 4th of July time, then we would have been there to see the descendants of the signers of the Declaration of Independence tap the Liberty Bell 13 times in honor of the 13 original colonies. Oh, wow. That would have been... That would have been... We were there for right before President's Day, and mm-hmm. they were really prepping for things. But that would have been cool to see the descendants yeah. tapping it 13 times. Yeah, I would go back. I would go back to Philadelphia. Absolutely. Eating salmon is a July 4 tradition in parts of New England. Interesting. Obviously, fireworks, Cammie, kind of talked about that, but there's tons of fireworks all around 4th of July. I know a lot of people do 4th of July celebrations a couple of days before, a couple of days after. Um, As you can imagine, 2020 really impacted a lot of the fireworks stands that you see popping up. And so the American Pyrotechnic Association asked for financial help from Congress to keep family-run firework businesses afloat because of COVID. Interesting. I wonder if Congress came through. Starting in 1818, new stars and stripes were added to the American flag each July 4th to make the creation of new states. Hmm. The U.S. flag code offers guidelines for flying the flag on July 4th and every day. Yes, it is is enshrined in the United States Code. (laughs) And the code states you are not allowed to wear American flags, but how many tank tops do you see with American flags on them? Well, that's like an official one. And so there's there's some fashion, Tabby, where people, have, you can tell, have taken a real American flag. And it's the same thing. If you're flying American flag in front of your house, if it starts to be tattered, you've got to take it down. And there's proper ways to dispose of it. You can't just throw it in the trash can. So, if And if you, it flies, if you fly it day and night, it is supposed to be lit. Lit, yes. And I was, don't ask me why, I was reading the code recently, and you are actually allowed to burn the American flag in protest. It was a big hot topic. What well, maybe during the... Civil rights or Vietnam, I can't remember, but yeah, I, I think in in protest you were allowed to absolutely yeah, defile no, it, which is bizarre. I don't know how it's a constitutional it's right. It's yeah. a, it's a freedom of speech thing. Please, it's please it's protected by flags. it's protected by the First Amendment. Yes, I I am not advocating for burning no, flags. Do not I'm just do that. I'm just stating a random weird fact. But it's I mean I, I've known my, my dad is very good about making sure that my flag is always in tip top shape, and um, I, I've heard of people that have actually gone to places if they've seen their flag is messed up and stopped by and said, hey, can I offer to switch out your flag for you? Think about it next time you see a flag flying. One World Trade Center in New York is 1776 feet tall. That's pretty interesting. (laughs) Yeah. To mark the the year the U.S. declared its independence from Britain. Have y'all been up there? Uh, yeah. The views are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I have actually not been to the top of one world, one that that place. Yeah. I haven't been oh, there. One, you one. got a kid in New York. You got to go. Yeah. Well, we're, yeah. Well, and I did like this one on this list. Uh, John Hancock has the largest signature on the Declaration of Independence, which makes sense when everyone's like, I need your John Hancock. Okay. So as the story goes... He was the first signer, and of course, everybody everybody that was signing this, they the reason everybody signed it is because they were pretty sure that they were going to be accused of of treason and sedition mm-hmm. and and all other sorts of horrible things by the British government. So everybody was kind of scared to sign it. So it was like, okay, we're all going to sign it. And John Hancock went first and signed his name the largest because that way, you know, he was like, okay, I'm going to do it, and you know. There will be no question that I signed this document. Now everybody else follows suit. He wanted his name to be the first one that the king saw. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, here's some uh, numbers for you. So $7.5 billion is the amount Americans plan to spend on the 4th of July food. We already talked about $150 million in hot dogs will be eaten. $1.4 plus billion is how much Americans plan to spend on 4th of July beer and wine. 
80% share of community fireworks displays that were canceled in 2020 due to the pandemic. $1.5 billion estimated amount spent on fireworks in 2020. $6.7 million, the value of American flags imported annually. Now, I love that the American flag is imported. Imported, <laughs> yes. $48 million number of people who traveled 50 plus miles from home for 4th of July. 700 million pounds of chicken purchased the weeks leading up to the 4th. Now, I, I will eat me some chicken. You got some chicken. I will eat me some chicken. That is for sure. So, you know, fireworks and freedom, that's what America does on the 4th of July to celebrate the country's birthday, established with 56 founding fathers, pinstroked on the Declaration of Independence in 1776. We also eat a lot of hot dogs, obviously drink a lot of beer, shoot a lot of fireworks. Lots of injuries happen this mm. weekend, too. I know hospitals really hate it. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, fireworks uh, get, injuries Get your fireworks, or your fireworks, get your um, first aid kit ready. Yeah, somebody's going to lose a hand. <laughs> Don't do it, but somebody's going to. Somebody. But, you know, I mean, people are shelling out a lot of money for this. And, you know, people like to go do fireworks. They go get food, go to the beach. Yes, we're excited. It's 4th of July weekend coming up. I also, um, you know, was reading some articles and stuff. And 4th of July was about freedom. What perfect time for you to get financial freedom, right? Way to tie it in, like Katie. It. <laughs> Obviously, thinking back, um, you know, we celebrate Fourth of July because of independence more than two hundred years ago, and it was it was no small task. Like it, it took a lot for it to happen, and so when you're sitting there, you know, the article I found talked about millennials. Guys, I don't know why the millennials are always picked on, but like millennials, Gen Zs, um, baby boomers, whatever it is, like if you're trying to get financial freedom. It's going to take some time, so don't beat yourself up about it. But this is a nice little thing of like, hey, let's start today. 4th of July, let's get some financial freedom. Because unfortunately, you know, one in four young people between the ages of 21 and 34, they're still receiving support from their parents. And some of them are fine with that, actually. And it's, you've got to figure out your groove. You may be fine with your parents supporting you, but you need to prepare because one day your parents may be like, nope. Yeah, you cut off. <laughs> You cut off, Junior. You start those family plans of the cell phone bills or the medical bills or the car insurance because you get those bundle packages. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of, that is the ultimate game of when are your parents going to cut you off? Like, Well, you know, we were talking to a young lady today that, that said one of the reasons that she was uh, looking for a new job was because she turned 26. So she got kicked off of her parents' she got insurance and she needed to find an employer that offered insurance. Yep. The day I got married was the day I was kicked off cell phone insurance, all that stuff. Mm. When Robin and I got married, I can't remember what all things I was on. I, you know, back back in our day, there weren't. I don't think we even we had didn't even cell have phones. cars. <laughs> we didn't even have health insurance. <laughs> we didn't even have cell phones. So, you know, but yeah, I'm pretty sure we were. Uh, by the time we got married, I'm pretty sure we got on Robin's health insurance, and we got you know some other things like that. So yes, it's we're a financial podcast. We're hoping you're celebrating Fourth of July, but this is you know an opportunity that. The land of the free, home of the brave. Don't you want to be on you know, your own land, your own freedom, and take control of your finances and not be dependent on someone else? Because usually that doesn't work out in the long run. It's, you know, at some point your parents or whoever's helping you out is going to end up not wanting to still support somebody else. So there's steps that you can take. You know, 53% of adults responded that their households did not have emergency savings accounts. You know we've talked about that to death. My so word. being prepared for an emergency fund. If you are given an opportunity that you your parents are fine with you living at home, then maybe keep squirreling away your pennies 
and keep milking mom and dad for as long as you can while you're saving up to then move out. Don't listen to them kids. (laughs) Don't listen to what she's saying. Get off mom and dad's tab. Embrace the freedom of living with a budget. Yes. Of course, I mean, this This is like our greatest hits, you it know? Is. And so, so obviously, I think that that particular suggestion is made tongue-in-cheek, because obviously a budget does limit you somehow, but... But it, in a way, it kind of gives you freedom, because... It absolutely does. It's yeah. way, I was talking to somebody earlier, and she, and she wrote on a profile we gave her that she wants help with a budget, and she wants to start saving, and we said, well... It looks like you've got adequate level of cash. It looks like you've got your bills covered. And she goes, yeah, but I like to spend. And so you get financial freedom by us setting a budget with you and you giving that power of this is how much money you can spend on frivolous stuff. This is how much money you can spend on this. This is how much you should be saving. So in a way, it kind of is freeing because you're not having to worry about it. It's already like it's already figured out for you. Mm. Embrace the freedom. Embrace the freedom. And while you're at it, declare your independence from debt. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, go back to our episodes. There's a difference between good debt and bad debt. Yeah. You don't need to rush and take that bonus check and pay more towards your house or pay more towards a low interest rate car loan or something like that. There is good debt and there is bad debt. It's but actually, I- you know what's funny Again, back to that Philadelphia trip. I was in an Uber to the airport, uh-huh. and my Uber driver was talking about how he really didn't want to take on any debt, and he said it a couple of times, and it it, it came out finally that he was a big fan of David Ramsey. And I was like, yeah, you know, our philosophy is a little bit different than than Dave Ramsey's. We, we're not quite as, as strict about, about the whole debt thing. You just have to know what kind, you know, you, you have to be in control of it. But I guess for a lot of people, you need to learn that Dave takes the approach that basically no debt is the way to go. I think probably at least in part because people need to learn that that self-control. The, yeah, you know, they, you've they, got to have self-control. Yeah. Not everyone can handle debt. Right. And so if, you, if you're able to responsibly manage your debt, then you maybe once you are debt free, then you maybe can start adding a little bit debt, a little bit of debt back on the good kind of debt. You know, get yourself a mortgage, get yourself a house. Yeah. Okay. The other one is, you know, like those men sitting there signing that document so many years ago, they were thinking about a future. So you should invest in a brighter future. Think about the future. Don't just think about the now. Yeah. Make I've been, a difference. I've been thinking about the future a lot lately. I'm like, I'll turn 50 in the next year or so, you know, a little bit more than a year away, I'll turn 50. And I've been, I've so long, I've been constantly for as many years as I can remember joking that I would never retire until at least until I was 70. And I'm like, I'm turning 50 and that means I'm still going to have 20 more years before I can retire. It's like, I wish I had started planning for my future well, a little Court, sooner. If you do a financial plan with us, then we can tell you what you need to do in order for you to be able to retire sooner. <laughs> I've run the numbers, Katie. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not, not looking good. We can change your future. Okay, uh, let freedom ring for others. So if you're already feeling financially free, your retirement savings are on track, you've got a solid emergency fund, your future's looking good, then consider your, using your July 4th holiday as an occasion to provide freedom for others. Be generous. Give money away. You know, get involved with your community. It's you know, Charitable giving is a huge thing. We've done an episode on that. But obviously, I think it's a, if you've got financial freedom, then share the knowledge and 
tell other people about it. Okay, so happy Independence Day. Um, I'm going to kind of, I got a little closing thing. That I don't really know that it's a bullseye because it's this has just kind of been more fun. But Our musket shot. There you go. <laughs> um, I challenge everyone. I know I'm going to do the same. I think go and read the Declaration of Independence. Go and find out a little bit of history. Maybe check out one of those top 25 movies we talked about. Um, I'm watching Stripes. I tell you, I'm watching Stripes. Yeah. I mean, I know we were kind of funny with the declare your independence and get financial freedom, but just remember that financial freedom is not just about the dollars and cents. It's a state of mind. Not a New York state of mind, but a state of mind. An American state of mind. A New York state of mind. <laughs> but it's about getting out of debt, prioritizing your spending, really thinking about what is important for your future, how to build a stronger foundation. It's, you know, you think about those men getting together to build a stronger future. And you can do that in your life and really take control of your financial freedom. I think back to Cam's comment the last episode talking about financial advisors and how they really can be that ally, that partner that's going to cheer you on when you need cheering on, but also give you that, you know, tough love when it's needed to really help you reach your goals. And so if you're ready to take your financial freedom, then this is an opportunity. If you already feel like you've got your financial freedom, maybe it's time that you identify someone who may need some help and tell them to check out our podcast. I think uh, it is easy to take our independence for granted because it happened a couple hundred years ago. We just go along with our daily lives. But I was thinking during this episode how brave, how bold our founding fathers were, how much they put on the line for the independence. And so 4th of July is the perfect time to just reflect on that. You know, you're you're right, Cameron. And since we're not doing bullseyes per se, I'll just jump on what you said and, and point out, first of all, in line with what you were saying, we have countries in the world this this day that are attacking and aggressively trying to take over other countries. It still happens. So our independence is not anything we should ever take for granted. But the sacrifice that was made for that independence on the front end was huge. I've read this article from uh, that, was, that was talking about a historian, Thomas Slaughter, and he gave three uh, little-known facts about the American Revolution, and I'm going to tell you one of them, and that is this fact. At no time did more than 45% of the colonists support the war. At no time hmm. did more than 45% of them. And at least a third of the colonists fought for the British. So these men that got together and declared American independence and signed off on the Declaration of Independence, they were not supported by a majority of American colonists. So a majority of colonists were okay with being under the thumb of yeah. the king. Yeah, they, I never knew that. They support they they supported staying with England. They didn't want to break off. They didn't want the revolution to to happen and they didn't they didn't want independence. And the founding fathers got together anyway and they chose what they felt was best for the country despite what the popular sentiment was. And they did it and they did it publicly and they did it in big John Hancock letters. <laughs> And if we had lost that war, they would have been the first ones with a noose around their necks. Yeah. So yeah, huge, huge, huge sacrifice. It's just a big deal. It's a great day. Whether or not we got the right day to, to celebrate our independence, it is a great day. And it is one that I do very much love 
celebrating and I love the historical aspects of it every single year. And it teaches you to be brave, I would think. You know, it's you sit there and hear this story that wasn't the popular opinion. It was a huge risk. It was a leap of faith. And so, you know, if you've got your financial freedom taken control of now, maybe take a risk. Try and jump and go against the crowds. Do something and be bold and brave because you truly believe it's going to be the best. Well, that kind of sounded like a bullseye, didn't it? I think it was a bullseye. I think we're, we are done. Let's go get some turkey dogs for you and hot dogs for us and some, maybe some cold drinks. And we'll pour a drink out for old John Adams on July 2nd, leading into July 4th. There you go. There you you go. go. (laughs) Fantastic. Everybody pour some out for J.A. (laughs) Ja. (laughs) For Ja. All right. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing fireworks. You have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beamed directly to your favorite listening device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about me and Cameron and Katie, please feel free to go to our website. That's bullcastpodcast.com. Leave a comment there. Uh, suggest a topic if you want to. We will be happy to pick up anything you're throwing down. Uh, we also have pictures on Instagram. That Instagram handle is at Bullcast Podcast. And we have a Twitter handle. That handle is at Bullcast Podcast as well. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, we here at Pickler Wealth Advisors would like you to find out more about our company. And so if you'd like to find out more about our company, our team, our boss, David Pickler, then please feel free to go to PicklerWealthAdvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. That is advisors with an O, not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, I've given you a little homework. I understand. So, you know, take it (laughs) slow. Go read the declaration. Go read the Declaration of Independence. Go eat a hot dog. Go spill some beer. Go drink some beer. Uh, All of those things. Go check out our website and, uh, you know... Have a great 4th of July. For now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cameron. And we out.